We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 70. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the We're Back, and there's so much to talk about. We didn't really go anywhere for the listeners. We were always here. Yeah, but we had the Remembering Joplin thing. But we haven't done this weekly in a while. Yes, and it's kind of nice to get back. And I've got to tell people, too. If I sound funny, yes, I do, because I've got this cold. He looks funny, too. I don't know. Well, yeah, that's why we do, that's why we do a podcast. And we don't do <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, we're doing fine, but my voice is just getting kind of raspy. But, I, you know, it couldn't take a week off. We, we, there's so much to talk about right? going on here. I mean, let's see. The, uh, the first thing on the list is just, you know, all of you podcast listeners that joined in for the Remembering Joplin. That was such a fun little series. And, you know, and I hope everybody took good things away from that. You know, it wasn't just, you know, focusing on the bad stuff. It was focusing on all of the, the good improvements and all the, the cool stories and the way Joplin has really come about and, uh, Come out of this thing. Out of all the podcasts we did for Joplin, the one I got the most response from and the good response, positive feedback from, is the last one we did with Keith Stammer. Oh, Keith was awesome. Oh, yeah. About, I mean, how he coordinated all that effort and, and for, for the city of Joplin, the, the, the recovery, and the, it was just amazing. And it's quite an ordeal. I mean, it's quite, you have to be coordinated. I'm not. Oh, I couldn't do it. But, uh, no. Evidently, he has, he has the training for that, and, and yeah. he, he got through it with flying colors. And what do you say? He's been doing it for like 26, 28 oh, yeah. years. Of course, I he mean, came over from Kansas, uh, where he was doing it over there, too. Yeah. But evidently, they had the right man and the right job there. Yeah, and it was flawless. I mean, all that. I mean, just hearing from, you know, especially Gary Bandy. Mm-hmm. My gosh, you know, the guy that was there covering it, basically. And then, you know, my sister-in-law who lived through it and all the cool stories of just how the the, the hospital and the butterfly, that was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and, ever, and, then, uh, and then the Hughes brothers, that was really fun. Oh, that was great. <laughs> you got a chance to meet them, you know, yeah. over here to the I've table. met them at Walmart before, but never really, you know professionally in person you know yeah collaborating collab i think I mean, that's I've, how i've collaborated you. with a lot of brands and artists but not i never collaborated with them for some reason it's just they never came my way so oh they're they're awesome they're they're totally awesome and then keith was the the final one and just it blew my mind some of the stuff he was saying just blew my mind oh yeah he, it, and he was a he, he loved to talk, and that's exactly what we needed. We wanted to listen to everything he said. I, yeah. It was all interesting. Yes. I, I wanted to hear all the stories. So so that was that was a lot of fun. And know? all the time that we were uh, producing those and, 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 and dropping them, we were having our tornadoes of our own. Oh, I know. 
I know the massive tornadoes. As a matter of fact, the 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 May twenty second, um, I I was going to drop the Hughes brothers, but you know Joplin was. The, those tornadoes were yet again on the same day, eight years later, was just brazed. Joplin. That was something else. I mean, there were a lot of scared people that night in Jasper County, Missouri. Yes. Because the warning called for Joplin. It, it started in Cherokee County, Kansas, just like the one from eight years ago. Mm-hmm. There was a warning for Galena, just like eight years ago. Galena, Kansas, not Missouri. Right. Uh it was a little more to the north, and I was I was watching that radar, watching that radar, and go, surely that's not going to turn right. Surely that's not going to turn right. It started turning right. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it, it it went north of Joplin, but Carl Junction's still Joplin. It's still, they're all together. Yeah, it's a little, you know? little metropolis right. area, yeah. I mean, we considered Carl Junction our good neighbors to the north when I lived there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much like Branson and Hollister. Yeah, I mean it's a it's got a few thousand people, doesn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then those storms. I mean, now that was was that that was the high was that the high risk when the storm prediction center did the high risk or there were so many. No. Wow, this was that's a mo- oh oh yeah that's right when we had no prior the day before we that's were under right. a marginal that's right and then out of nowhere they went from slight to moderate. Yeah, at eleven thirty that morning. That's right. When we did the update, yeah. I texted you. It's like, what is going on? And boy, that everything just came together right there. Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, we both were watching. You know, some TV stations out of Oklahoma with Travis, mm-hmm. and that was just moving on up. I mean, we were. I everybody can figure out by now. We're on it. If, if oh, yeah. something like that's happening, you can always come here. Uh, and <laughs> so, but anyway, we're watching the tornadoes before the tornadoes get here. It, every right. time, <laughs> uh, every time, <laughs> we we want to so. make sure you know. Even Missouri, uh, of course, you're you know from Miami, Oklahoma, so mm-hmm. they they're going to get stuff. But and they know, got stuff that night, you know, real close. You know, it skirted Commerce, which is basically mm-hmm. Miami's Hollister. Uh, right, it's right. really close. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I got some. That someone sent us some video of a tornado from the Miami airport, <sighs> and it was the same tornado that tracked up to Call Junction. Yeah, and then then it kind of skipped to what Golden City, and then up mm-hmm. to Jefferson City. You yeah, know? and, and of course we're... it's not the same tornado, but it's the no. exact same track. It's the exact same storm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I'd like to do some research and just to see because that column of air will go up, yet it'll still rotate up there, and it'll still. That 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 it was a straight line from Commerce, Oklahoma, Carl Junction, Golden City to Jefferson City. I mean, oh, you yeah. couldn't get any straighter of a line. Yeah, I think they were cycling. I mean, they had to have been cycling. Yeah. They'd come down, stabilize. They'll go back up, and then bam. So just all these different tornadoes, and uh, yeah, in Jefferson City, it. The third week of May. I mean, we always talk about that. The third week of May is the peak season, and this year, and I got to say, you nailed it. Like in April, we were talking about this. I mean, for the listeners, Corey said, you know, what wasn't going on. Corey said, I think severe season's going to start a little later this year, and by golly, whoa, it did. And on a normal season, by the time June rolls around, some of that, most of the severe weather is starting to shift up to the north. And not so much down here, but I don't think we're done yet this year. I don't either. I, I totally agree. I mean, we're, uh, I mean, we're stuck in this pattern. I mean, what? <clears throat> excuse me. What? What's happening is we got a blocking high that's down in the Gulf, 
and that clockwise rotation is is pulling the gulf moisture and pushing it up into the midsection but at the same time we've got a low pressure trough out in the four corners and it's counterclockwise rotation is kind of meeting up with with everything i mean it's like a perfect battle zone right right in tornado alley and until that pattern breaks we got a little break but now we're getting ready to go back into it um i don't think we're going to get the severe like we did last month but we're getting that training area uh going and going and these things have been hail producers it seems like almost every one of them had hail you know, golf ball, ping pong ball, even bigger in some places. Two inch, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's just so much moisture in the air. Mm-hmm. You know, and every severe thunderstorm watch or tornado watch, we've we've seen the text from the SPC, and they've said, um, you know, hail to two, two and a half inches in diameter. And, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that moisture lifted up there, and it, the updrafts are so strong. It we're going to have hailers. My gosh. And did you see some of that hail damage, like over near Holiday Hills and in Hollister? It looked like people, they took oh. a machine gun to the garage and to the house. I drove by that the other day, and it was amazing. I mean, it was it was a wow. lot of damage. Hail can do some damage for sure. It, it can. I mean, I didn't I didn't see any car windshields. I, I saw mean, some at uh you didn't, okay. at the rental car place, Avis Rent a Car. Uh, mm-hmm. Garrett sent us some pictures. Of okay, some windows busted out. Oh. Well, I mean, I think that morning, uh, I was looking at that, and I made a post, and I, I even did a live that morning and saying, okay, we're watching this storm. If it keeps going on its trajectory, it's headed right for Branson, and it, it kind of calmed down a little bit. I mean, there, it's it kind of stopped twisting, but the hail, oh my Lord, it just, it just pelted. Now... Now, I I was in a show at that time, mm-hmm. of course. So you were, you were manning the helm. We didn't get a lot. I mean, I'd say we maybe got nickel size hail at, at our theater, Hughes Brothers Theater. But but what it did, it it brazed what you said down to Hollister, South Branson, and just went on. So I was I spent the rest of the, of the show wondering, you know, if my house had hail damage. And well, you were pretty close to it over here. Yeah, and I and I've been getting. Like exactly one inch wow. <laughs> of rain, not hail, of rain in my rain gauge. It's just bizarre. <laughs> I got exactly one inch last time. Today, I didn't get quite that much. But Oh, you know, I I haven't checked mine. After the podcast, we're I'd say about it. half an inch is what I got by just eyeballing it from my window. Of course, I have a huge rain gauge. It's not tiny, so you, that's what it's for. I can see it from the house. Oh, yeah. And did you... Uh, did, did you watch radar? I mean, it had this massive thunderstorms coming up, and then it kind of phased out, and yeah. then it just literally dissipated. I don't think there's anything on radar now. It's like no. ten after nine. I'm glad we got some rain though, because we. Yeah. I mean, I like it when it rains. Not that we needed it, but I like it when it rains. See, Branson didn't get all the rain that Oklahoma and Kansas got. Right. Our lake didn't flood like theirs. Mm-mm. Of course, Bull Shoals was flooded. I mean, they're always flooded down there. Yeah. But uh. Our lake is in pretty good shape, Table Rock. Uh, Oklahoma's not, didn't fare so well. Of course, Miami's been underwater for eight days now. Uh, they're just now starting to open up some of the streets. Just now? Yeah, today. Wow. So, but, they get, but they're used to it over there. I think Joplin got something like, oh, was it 14 inches this month? 
I mean, it was in, insane. The, Mine got like 24 inches. Was, in Oklahoma. Uh, what's, what's the yearly total? That's half the yearly total almost. You know, it's... Uh, Miami, I'm not sure. Joplin is 158% of their normal right yeah. now. Yeah. So uh, they normally get... Oh, shoot. I forgot what the... I should have wrote those figures down. Uh, what I didn't know was the percentage. They are 158 more than what they should be right now. Yeah, yeah. And those maps, have you seen the maps? I mean, it, the flooding's all around us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go down the Arkansas River. If you look at a map, out west, Kansas and Oklahoma going down. But also, all the rain up there in Iowa is going into the Mississippi. So the Mississippi's flooding. So it's on either side of us. And that kind of makes me jittery. Yeah. So, you know, because uh, none of that is coming our way. But... The, the Weather Prediction Center is calling for more and more and more rain. Uh, let's see, what's the figures I had here? By Friday, we're recording this Monday. By Friday, uh, the Springfield National Weather Service is forecasting 3.8 inches for Branson, almost four inches for Branson, uh, a little over three for Springfield, uh, four to four and a quarter for West Plains, another two inches for Joplin, uh, so it looks like the focus is going to be more in south central Missouri. Um, so we're just going to have to watch that. Now the, the weather prediction center says four to five inches for Branson, but they always they changed a lot. I noticed that they have been lately. Yeah. Now they they hit the Kansas and Oklahoma on the head when it happened. Okay. But here lately they have been changing, and we're right on the line of bright red to almost orange, which isn't a good thing because it's four to five inches. Ugh. Well, so, and they update that twice a day. It's what we're talking about is the seven day precipitation forecast. Yes. From the weather prediction center. Yeah. So it go until next Sunday. Yeah. Basically. And it, it, like I said, it, it updates twice a day and sometimes it changes drastically every day. Mm-hmm. Somewhere's going to get some rain. <laughs> yeah. And it could be in our region. It could be right over us. Yeah, because Stay I tuned. think when they yesterday they were talking about, uh, you know, more in eastern Oklahoma. It was at eastern Oklahoma and northwest mm-hmm. Arkansas, and then they kind of moved it a little bit. So it's just something we watch. And of course, seven day, seven days hard to predict. It it just really is, you know, like when we talk about model data, and especially this time of year when everything is changing so fast, like that moderate risk and all those PDS tornado watches within twelve hours. We had no no clue what was going on. Oh, yeah. So it's it's changing very, 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 very fast. And you know what's going to exacerbate the rainfall? Well, I'm, I'm looking at the Gulf of Mexico right now. Yeah. And I'm seeing in the Gulf of Mexico for the next seven days, they're talking about five to seven inches of rain. I wonder what that would be causing that. Well, we are officially in hurricane season. Yeah, let me see. I I don't have a. You don't have a hurricane. Well, stinger. Uh, some wind blowing. No. No, I I I got to figure out. We need if we're gonna because now that we are officially in the Atlantic hurricane season starts June first. Didn't you say the Pacific starts in the middle of May? Two weeks earlier, I think. Two weeks. Okay, two weeks earlier. Now there's nothing going on out there in <clears throat> in the. Uh, Pacific, but this one's just kind of meandering around. I mean, it's uh, uh, let me see what the t- it's they call it a broad area of low pressure over the Bay of Campeche with a 60% chance of a cyclone formation in the next 
48 hours. Mm -hmm. So they're just kind of watching it. I mean, there's no wind shear. I've never heard that called the Bay of Campeche before. Oh, really? I've never always heard, you know, the Yucatan Peninsula. I've never really, and I've been down there in a ship, and I've never, I, I just never heard it called anything really. Well, it, it's more on the western side. Like the, the Yucatan yeah. kind of sticks out, and the Caribbean is to the east. It makes and, its own little bay type thing. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where that thing is hanging out. And, you know, unbeknownst to me or Corey, I was just watching TV, and they said, So since we've had Andrea, Barry will be next. I went, What? I didn't even know we had a tropical system of this year. She, she came and, and gone real fast. Just she was fast i mean she was uh i wish we could have got to know her andrea a little better but she i didn't she even know she came over around. she uh she formed and she dissipated within just a few hours basically ran oh. right into a cold front and she was a goner okay so you're talking within basically hours yeah, yeah. just flare up and go yeah well i mean <laughs> we're, we're getting to that time where those those waters are really 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 starting to <clears throat> heat up and uh, not only is it hurricane season, it is meteorological summer. Also starts on the 1st of June. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. That happens every year. Yeah. In our weather school, I'm just going to recap uh, for the uh, meteorological and astronomical seasons. Uh, so uh, did, did we tag on everything before the weather school over here? I mean, it seems like it. We just, just kind of huge hail. There was so much going on. We just could hit a little bit at a time, and we, I think we covered everything. Yeah. Well, during the weather school, we'll just kind of reconfigure and see if we left out anything, and then we'll we'll get back to it. So let's get to the meteorological versus astronomical seasons. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. We are officially in meteorological summer now. But how does that differ with astronomical summer? Meteorologists and climatologists break down the seasons into groupings of three months based on the annual temperature cycle as well as our calendar. We generally think of winter as the coldest time of the year and summer as the warmest time of the year, with spring and fall being the transition seasons, and that is what the meteorological seasons are based on. Meteorological spring includes March, April, and May. Meteorological summer includes June, July, and August. Meteorological fall includes September, October, and November. And finally, meteorological winter includes December, January, and February. By following the civil calendar and having less variation in season length and season start, it becomes much easier to calculate seasonal statistics from the monthly statistics. Both are which very useful for agriculture, commerce, and a variety of other purposes. The equinoxes mark the time when the sun passes directly above the equator. 
In the northern hemisphere, the summer solstice falls on or around June 21st, and the winter solstice on or around December 22nd. The vernal or spring equinox on or around March 21st, and the autumnal equinox on or around September 22nd. These seasons are reversed, but begin on the same dates in the southern hemisphere. The Earth actually travels around the Sun in 365.24 days, so an extra day is needed every fourth year, creating what we know as leap year. This also causes the exact date of the solstices and the equinoxes to vary. Astronomical timing as the basis for designating the temperate seasons dates back at least to the Julian calendar used by the ancient Romans. It continues to be used on many modern Gregorian calendars worldwide, although some countries like Australia, New Zealand, and Russia prefer to use meteorological reckoning. The precise timing of the seasons is determined by the exact times of transit of the Sun over the tropics of Cancer and Capricorn for the solstices and the times of the Sun's transit over the equator for the equinoxes, or a transitional date close to these times. These astronomical seasons are not of equal length because of the elliptical nature of the orbit of the Earth. From the March equinox, it currently takes 92.75 days until the June solstice, then 93.65 days until the September equinox, 89.85 days until the December solstice, and finally 88.99 days until the March equinox. There are also six ecological seasons. First, there's the pre-vernal, early or pre-spring, and that's from February to March. Deciduous tree buds begin to swell. Some types of migrating birds fly from winter to summer habitats. There's vernal, which is spring, and that's from March to late April. Tree buds burst into leaves. Birds establish territories and begin mating and nesting. There's the estival, which is the high summer, and that begins in June in the most temperate climates. Trees are in full leaf. Birds hatch and raise offspring. There's the serotonal, or late summer, and that generally begins mid to late August. Deciduous leaves begin to change color in higher latitude locations, above 45 degrees north, Young birds reach maturity and join other adult birds preparing for autumn migration. The transitional harvest season begins by early September. There's the autumnal, and that generally begins from mid to late September. Tree leaves in full color then turn brown and start falling to the ground. Birds start migrating back to their wintering areas. And finally, there's hibernal, which is winter. It begins in December in mild temperate and November in the cool temperate. Deciduous trees are bare and fallen leaves begin to decay. Migrating birds are settled into their winter habitats. A little fun fact. In the winter, anywhere from January 2nd through January 5th, the Earth is actually closest to the sun, or what we call periapsis. And on the flip side, in summer, anywhere from July 4th 
Through July 7th, the Earth is farthest away from the Sun, or apoapsis. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com. And in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. And that's the difference between meteorological and astronomical seasons. How about that? That's beautiful. Kind of makes you, you know, want to go outside and listen to the animals did you hear did you see that video i posted of my son garen <laughs> that was so cool people remember garen he we brought him on the podcast about a month ago yeah uh we were out there watching the lightning and a little frog jumped on and on his shoulder he loves frogs he'll play with them all night <laughs> but he was just a croaking all over his shoulder you could see his little bubble and his neck going i saw his, that wasn't it? he was he was talking to his girlfriends what was going on yeah because i because i heard i heard his girlfriend over there would answer. Garen thought that was the coolest. Yeah, I, I saw he was trying not to laugh. He was like, "Oh, I, I don't want to laugh." <laughs> that was so cool. Oh, and and the the lightning. You went to the recplex. Well, I was driving around town. We went to go get us something to eat. There was no lightning when we left at all, hmm. and the storms were actually dissipating. We thought because uh, we had some severe off to our or west or southwest that right. Night. So they were kind of weakening as they got closer to us. But as soon as they got over Stone and Taney County, they just hit some an electrical field or something because it was just unreal. And I, I stopped at the Rectplex and, and filmed some lightning for a couple of minutes, and it was just amazing. And it was just flash, flash, flash. And then I get a little bit of spider lightning in the yeah. sky. Uh, I saw some video shot by a friend in Miami who was pointing her camera towards Branson. These storms must have been pretty high off the ground. Huh. Uh because she could get this, this the same storm from a distance, and you could see the lightning way up in the in the tower. Oh man! And it was the exact same pace as what I was filming right underneath it. It was cool. Oh, how cool is that? Now, Miami, that's pretty far away. Yeah, uh, ninety three miles as the crow flies. Yeah, so those thunderstorms had to be pretty high. Mm -hmm. And we have noticed, too, that a lot of these storms have had a really strong electrical component to them. Lots of lightning. Matter of fact, a few times I've had to turn the lightning feature off on radar scope just because I couldn't. There's so many lightning strikes there. You know, and then it. <clears throat> then the next day I forget that it's off and you know, you're like thunderstorms and I look, there's there's no lightning. Well, duh, I forgot to turn the lightning back on. But yeah, the and then of course, uh, water conducts electricity, hail, so there's up lots of updrafting. I mean, these these are kind of like the you know, the uh <clears throat> classic textbook electrical thunderstorms. And those are the best because a lot of the times when you get those lightning storms like that. They're not really severe, and I couldn't even hear any thunder. Every now and then I hear so a clap odd. of thunder. Yeah, but they're just mesmerizing. You got there and just watch them, and I don't know. I didn't feel like I was in any danger. The air was sucking into the storm. Oh yeah, until that's so cool. When until that a little gust front went through, and then it changed directions. Oh okay, it was the coolest feeling too. Yeah, and then when it changed directions, it was. Probably ten to fifteen degrees cooler, right? Right when it happened, the little outflow boundary coming yeah, in, yeah. Cool. Oh, those outflow boundaries are really cool. I don't know if I've done a weather school on those or not, but if not, 
I'm going to write that down. I need to. But in while I'm writing that down, it is time for our next segment, which is This Week in Weather History. So, Corey, what you got? This Week in Weather History, back in 1980. I remember that. I was three years old. I was terrified of tornadoes, terrified <laughs> of storms, because I would... I'd be at my grandma and grandpa's or something at night, and I'd sit on their lap and bury my face because I hated lightning. But they always told me that they would know before anybody else knew if there was a tornado coming because they had a police scanner tuned into the civil defense. Ah. So that made me feel a little better. Uh, Plus they had a basement. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> in Oklahoma, man. Well, anyway, back in 1980, June 3rd, 1980, it was known as the Night of the Twisters in Grand Isle, Nebraska. Ooh. How many tornadoes can you get hit with in one night in one town? They got hit by seven in one night. Seven? Whoa. In Grand Island, Nebraska, that's a town roughly the size of Joplin. has about 50,000 population. Okay. And uh, it got hit. Seven tornadoes touched down in the city limits, killing five people and injuring 200. It could have been worse. The largest was an EF or an F4 back then. At the time. Highest wind of 207 miles an hour. Back in 1980, it would have been $300 million worth of damage. It would have been a lot higher today. But seven tornadoes. I'd like to know the... What was feeding that? Was it several storms, or was it one storm moving slowly? The duration of those seven different tornadoes was only two hours and 45 minutes. Okay, so they basically came one right after the other. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never thought that. I wonder if the Storm Prediction Center goes back that far. But, yeah, 39 years ago today, June 3rd. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. I'm going to look that up. Because that that is just too amazing. The tornado outbreak as a whole produced 18 tornadoes across two days. Which, that's just on a verge of being an outbreak for me. Oh, yeah. You know, an outbreak usually has more, but but they didn't usually hit with just one town. I I know. I know. It's like surrounding areas or whatever, but one town the size of uh, basically Joplin. That's Mm -hmm. unbelievable to me. I, I would be. Did they say what time those things went through? It says in one night, so it must have been overnight. Overnight. A slow moving supercell complex moving across Grand Island, Nebraska. So it was slow moving and it was big. The supercells moved over the city at eight miles an hour. Ooh, that's not good. Eight miles an hour. Jeez. That's slow. Of the seven tornadoes, three of them were. Anticyclonic. Now that's weird. And the tornadoes did not move in a straight line. So something was going on upstairs. So there were actual seven different tornadoes in different areas. Now when we say anticyclonic, if you are an observer and you look at a tornado, the wind will be going to your right. Mm-hmm. So anticyclonic means just the opposite. The wind will be going to your left. And that's very rare for that to happen. So something must have really... There was more than one anticyclonic, right? Is that what you said? Three? uh, And most of the tornadoes that night 
looped back over their same path at least once. No way. Yeah. Something's going on up there. That's what we call the wow. perfect storm over uh, Grand uh, Island, evidently. Yeah. And Nebraska, that's pretty far up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, for June 3rd, you would think, you know, you know, we're just right uh, the tornado alley. But in Nebraska, oh, I got to look that up. I'm not going to write it down because I'm going to go and listen to the podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> and that way, that way I will know. <coughs> well, we, we don't see any anything like that really coming to Branson this week. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, I mean, we're kind of in the southwesterly flow regime, but we're not seeing a lot of severe weather. We're just going to keep what, you know, because the storm prediction center was all over it. Like last month. I mean, they were, they were forecasting day seven outlook and just severe, 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 severe. That was something right there, which is, which is rare. That's very rare. I don't know that I've ever seen every day have a chance of severe like that. I haven't. I haven't. I mean, they'll, they'll do it. But now, I mean, as of tonight, I mean, they're, they don't have any, outline for four through seven so we're just going to say general thunderstorms with the potential for some very 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 heavy rain but okay so let's get on to the next segment it's the weather word of the week and this week's stormdar weather weather word of the week is dry line and what does dry line mean? Well, it's a boundary, and it separates the warm, dry air from the warm, moist air. Moist air. Moist air. <laughs> moist air. <laughs> the differences in the two air masses may be significant. The dry line is usually a boundary of instability along which thunderstorms form. You get that dry line mixing in with a cold front or something. Yeah. And that's where bad things can happen. Yeah, I mean we've uh, we we've all been talking about the dry line a lot more like in the past 15, 15 years. I know. I mean, <clears throat> I mean with technology and stuff. And if and if you look at a map, if you have a low pressure system to the east of that or the right of that is, is usually the warm front. To the south of that is usually the dry line, and then kind of to the west or the left of that is that cold front because the cyclonic <laughs> counterclockwise nature of that thing but but yeah i mean it's 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 a difference in moisture content so you get some really dry air slamming into some really moist air there's going to be some instability what happens when that dry line moves through though mm. after it, it's after if after it's gone through your severe threat goes way down oh yeah pretty much ended it's gone you know, and then it's probably a little windy, and then the cold front is right behind it, and it'll knock temperatures down. Uh, it's something we definitely focus on because um, you can have systems without a dry line, which come through just produce rain and some general thunderstorms. But when you when that dry line sets up, mm, that's when you really well, start talking. That's one of your classic supercell setup. Yeah, which we've had. That's what yeah. happened in May. Right. They were really always talking about this dry line because that we were locked in this system with that that trough out to the west and that Bermuda high ish area and just the clash just going over and over and over and over. Uh, <laughs> we always say you need you need energy, you need lift, and you need uh, what's the other thing? I'm on cold meds. Moisture, yeah. Yeah, these cold medicines. <laughs> it's the first time I've been able to breathe in a while. <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see if it lasts. But no, I've had this since last Wednesday. 
So I'm I'm kind of done. Yeah. I, I'm I'm one of these people. I hate taking pills. I mean, if I have a slight headache, I will not take even a Motrin or Tylenol or anything. I won't take anything unless I'm really sick, you know. And so I let my body kind of take care of it for about three or four days. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> give me the decongestants. Give me the cough medicine. Give me all this so I can at least feel better. Oh, my goodness. Well, we covered quite a bit today. We did. Yeah. And, I mean, we are officially in meteorological summer. So that's going to take place for a few more weeks. And we'll, we're just going to have to keep following this thing. And we'll keep our eye on the Gulf and see if we get a berry out of that. See if yeah. Tropical storm berry. See if, we, see if we get a berry out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should know in the next few days. I mean, conditions, I mean, they're not ideal, but they're good. So that's why they've got a, a, a 60% eh on it. And I think, you know. In, see, a few days ago, it wasn't even a 60%, so it's gone up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the wind shear, they showed a wind shear map. And right over the Bay of Campeche, there's hardly any wind shear. And that's what's kind of helping this thing go. Wind shear is a hurricane killer. Oh, yeah. yeah you get those totally things. different than a spring-type, you know, supercell. Yeah. On land, no. We, that's what brings us severe. But, no, hurricane hurricanes just do not like those things. <coughs> well, I think the thing we just are really going to have to watch for is this flooding potential. Because if we get... Around our area, three, four, maybe five inches of rain. I mean, it's not all going to come in one day, but still, the ground cannot take anymore. The ground is pretty saturated. Yeah. So, we'll see what happens. Like I said, like you said, the, the seven-day precipitation forecast kind of shifts quite often. Yeah. National Weather Service says three and a half or 3.8 inches. Mm-hmm. That's what I would go with right now. Through, through Friday. Through, through Friday. Through Friday. Yeah. So, so again, this is not going to come in, in one swoop. Uh, and they're still calling for showers and possibly some thunderstorms overnight into about noon tomorrow. But I'm not seeing a thing on radar. And there's a, there's some widely scattered showers happening right now. But okay. Nothing around Branson. Nah. You know, and, and you all know we will just keep it. Oh, I need to talk about the website. You are always tweaking that website and you got another feature you just put on there you just showed me right before the podcast oh yeah i was working on that all day today wow and then you interrupted me by saying hey we have severe weather down south (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) hey i'm doing the website well i know but severe Uh, weather doesn't want to wait for the website (laughs) that's happened a lot this month actually yeah so if you haven't you know gone to the website and just peruse through i mean we've got um all of our weather schools, every single weather school is in the audio library. If you go podcast and media, is that it where it is? Podcast and media and click the little plus sign. It'll open up a little menu and it'll say weather schools and click that. And you'll get a whole page to every single weather school we've ever done. And uh, I'm going to start doing more of them. And as soon as they pop up, they will go there. Uh, you're always tweaking that severe weather page. Um and putting more features on it all the time. I mean, you're all the time. You're really doing it. And then now we've got an extended like forecast. Figure it out. Yeah, I went, I went into more of a detailed forecast. People were asking for a detailed forecast for for the next week, and you know, I have the seven day graphical forecast, but mm-hmm. now we have a text forecast that goes with it. Yeah, and I always say on our live cast when we do that, you know, you see see the graphical, but always read the text because it'll kind of give you a timeline. Right. But they're saying. One to two inches tonight, 
I'm not seeing anything. I mean, I'm kind of perplexed. Well, let's see what they are saying right now. I'm going to go to the old stormdarweather.com. Okay. Click here for a detailed forecast. Yeah. See what that says. I shall do that. Okay. So, yeah. One to two, one to two inches possible. Still say one to two. Uh, I'm just going to look. 60%. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, there's just a few scattered showers on radar at like 9.39 tonight. So, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. I mean, it could change. The, the atmosphere is in fast But I'm looking transition. at every day, and every day mentions rain and thunderstorms. Yeah. Every day. Even I'm, Tuesday I'm, now? Because it was going to be kind of... Just see, Tuesday. That's tomorrow, Tuesday? Tomorrow chance is Tuesday. of rain and showers before 1 p.m., then a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. They keep adding it. New rainfall amounts between a quarter and a half inch possible on Tuesday. And then tomorrow night, a 30% chance. Wow, because that was uh, earlier today. We we're going to get like a little break. Yeah, and a lot of this is going to depend on that, that hurricane, like we said. Mm-hmm. But Okay, you got anything else? No, I think we covered it all. Okay, well, let's wrap this thing up. Be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather, like our page, and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your news feed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Well, that does it for this time, so join us next week for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.